1: So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC.
0: So do the holiday edition a little bit early. I know some people told us, and of course we believe them, that without this podcast, I don't even know if they would get through the holidays. And so, you know, we're going to deliver because we always deliver you and me. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, earlier this week, uh, maybe be a shorter one,
1: um, but uh, I, I've been buried in fantasy hoops drafts. I've done three in the last twelve hours, and uh, even including a main event uh, Tuesday morning. And um, yeah, so I'm kind of all over the place. Then I just recorded a football pod with Matt Harmon, and now I'm going to talk about God knows what with lists. So how you been, man? I actually do have something that crazy happened to me recently.
0: All right. Well, I want to hear about that. Uh, I, I've just been, you know, down the down the road I was on last week. Where I just believe less and less. I hear the opposite on every issue. I just don't believe anything. And now, you know, I, I love Glenn Greenwald. You know, I, I just, I love the guy and I think he's such a valuable journalist. But I hear him talking about, oh, Biden said he'd do this and now he's not doing that and this is happening and this, these people are in the cabinet. And I'm thinking, who cares? Who cares about any of that stuff? How could you care about that? That's such a dead end. The whole system is such a dead end. I'm so out of it. You know, we used to talk about all this electoral stuff and what's going to happen and this and that. It's a dead end. They're never going to get the goods from Ghislaine Maxwell. It's never going to happen. The Gate people yeah. who lied are going to go to jail for like two weeks and get out at, at worst. Nothing's going to happen. There'll be a new war. They try to start. It's just, a, it's just a race to yeah, see. Yeah, no, I think they already are starting that. But yeah, no, I um, yeah, it,
1: I hear you. I'm not hanging on every – yeah. Uh, who cares? I think it was uh, it was fine to get kind of into it, you know, leading into the election. That was just kind of just understood. But I understand what you're saying now. Just taking a, a, a who cares approach is is absolutely kind of what I've been doing as well.
0: It, it's just a race to see whether they can achieve a nefarious end before people switch to Bitcoin and pull the plug. It's just a race. People are going to like start the new system or is the old system going to do us in before we can switch? That's just the race. They're trying to pull their dollars out of the system. People are trying to start a new system. There's a race. They're all grabbing at it. They're both going to happen at the same time, but I feel like the old thing is unsalvageable. It's like a house that you're like, yeah, we've got to fix this and repair everything, and they're like, just knock it down and start again. It's, it's, it's This thing. Well, this thing's
1: over. It would be comical to get worked up over, over the things like you're saying, though, yeah, all the like, news of uh, who... What,
0: who's, who's being JD appointed. Did. This is all... This is all ridiculous, and, and the whole thing, oh, oh, wait, there's a new strain of corona. Oh, wait, you need, like, eight versions of the vaccine. And they're sure the vaccine's going to work against the new strain. Of course it will, even though the flu often doesn't work against the new strain. It's like, oh, this is never going to end. You know, it's like you're still taking off your shoes at the airport. You Because know, some dude, like in 2003, tried some failed attempt. You're still taking off your shoes at the airport. They don't give back power. You think these politicians, where they could say... You're allowed to leave your house. Oh, you're not allowed to leave your house. Oh, you're allowed to leave your house for these hours, and everyone says, "Okay, what am I allowed to leave again? What am I allowed to do?" You think they're going to give that back when this pandemic's over? Or there's never the pandemic's never going to be over. This going to be something. There's going to be some strain of something. It's going to mutate again. People are always going to be dying. M- might be. Well, I still
1: hear what you're saying. I don't know what's going on in Europe, though. That does seem scary. I don't, I don't know what is happening over there or what to believe, but it does look like something. But, yeah, I, I understand. You're Who knows? As as the- Who
0: knows? I mean, it's an emergency. So, obviously, there's a new emergency. There'll be an emergency after this, too. Maybe there'll be a terrorist attack. It'll be a terrorist attack and COVID. And then for your own safety, you're not allowed to go anywhere. I saw this thing. This guy, Marty Bent, he does a Bitcoin, Bitcoin podcast. And basically screenshotted a page from a book called The Sovereign Individual, which I'm trying to order, but I haven't found it, found it yet. Try not to order from Amazon. But Sovereign Individual was written in 1997 and predicted uncannily a lot of things that are going on today. And one of the things they said in this passage was that the, the best places to live in the world, like the U.S., the U.K., France, wherever it was in the 90s, they have kind of a, a monopoly on their citizens because this is where you, you want to live. This is where you want to be. And you're going to pay the taxes and do the things you have to do. But he said pretty soon there's going to be a lot of places in the world that are really nice to live. And they're going to compete for citizens once everything's digital and online. And it, nobody who's not you know, just extremely attached to their location or just dumb is going to be paying the, the rake to be in these places. And Well, that's so, already happening with the big
1: cities. Yeah, and that's literally happening right
0: now. Right. But, he, and then he said, you know, you could see that this to be really detrimental for the prosperous countries when their citizens are basically shopping around for other locales that have a better deal. And in, in the past, they really were like, we could see some sort of pandemic occurring or seem like being launched to uh, as an excuse to seal borders and to keep people where they are and sort of captive to the monopoly state. Because if you can't leave then the government has a monopoly over you. You have to deal with its policies. If you can leave, then people will find a better place. This happened for the U.S. A lot of people escaped oppressive regimes to the U.S., even risked their lives, obviously, to do so, because they were like, no, we're, we're, we're opting out. And you see people migrating all the time for that reason. But it's never really happened from the destination places, right? The U.S. was the place you would go to from these oppressive, oppressive regimes. But now... If you have like a lot of friendly regimes to people, to its citizens, that are all offering really good deals. It's not good for the places that formerly had monopolies over their people. And they would probably... California is the biggest example, right? Exactly. And and certainly in the US, people are moving to Texas and Colorado and other places. And I would not move back to California. If I went to the US, I was looking at Wyoming because it's super Bitcoin friendly and seems like... You get a nice piece of land there. I mean, it's obviously in the middle of nowhere. But uh, I would look at places like that also. And, yeah, there's an exodus from California because the, the rules and the regulations and the taxes are, are oppressive and unfair. And yeah. it used to be the most desirable, or one of the most desirable. Of course. So, and, and it's an exodus, to say the least. Uh, they don't want you to do this. They don't want you to be able to freely move to other places because it's a threat to them.
1: Well, California is literally going to try and implement it or there's talk of implementing a tax that if
0: you do leave you'll be you'll but pay. I, I, I looked at that i mean i looked Ridiculous. at that it was like 30 million dollars or more you have to you have to make or the, your net worth so it would only be a certain amount of people and those people obviously will have ways to fight it or get around it okay but i'm That's sure it'll just get just lower and lower on that. once that gets you know. in it's dangerous because once that, they'll be like well you know 15 million is rich people five million, one million, 1 million and they start going right. down and then it's just like yeah we have pretty much the right to tax people who spend time here i mean it's stupid obviously it's gonna lead a the more they try to do it the more people are just gonna property values go down no one will want to buy in and people try to sell for whatever they can get and get out so it's a it's a bad very bad policy but i'm just thinking about the whole thing i I don't know i I don't want to get too this is what's gonna happen this is not what's gonna happen i just feel like we're really in a situation where remember it was like uh bend the curve flatten the curve a couple of weeks you know we need to do this and everyone's like all right or not everyone, but a lot of people are like, all right, fine. You know, I'll I'll stay home. It's cool. Like we don't want to have an Italy happen. Hospitals being overflowing, people dying unnecessarily. Let's, let's, you know, spread this out so that, you know, the hospitals can treat them and, and, and give it time to build more hospitals and more beds. It doesn't seem like they built any more hospitals or increased capacity. It doesn't seem like they did anything with the six month lead time. And now it's like a year later and there's strain two coming and it's sort of like, wait, okay, so this is your recommendation. Like, I, I feel like when I hear government say, you know, Portugal, U.S., doesn't matter, say, well, here's what you have to do. Here's the rules. I kind of think, like, you mean here's what you recommend, but you obviously have the right to do whatever you want in the Bill of Rights. You have the freedom to travel around your city or your country or whatever. And then I'm thinking, oh, wait, you don't have those rights because it's an emergency. And then I'm thinking, well... Who says it's an emergency? Well, the authorities say it's an emergency. So your rights only exist when the authorities don't say it's an emergency. So I've got all these rights. It's the Bill of Rights, it's the Constitution, which is the supreme law of the land It trumps any other legislative or executive law, can't violate the Constitution unless there's an emergency that we can unilaterally declare. Oh, wait a second, so my rights only exist in the event that the powers that be don't declare unilaterally an emergency. Well, those aren't rights. Right? They, they only exist at the, at the whims of, of those in power. And so I think like, as this goes on, the, A, government's losing, you know, we're losing respect when Nancy Pelosi's going to the hair salon and Gavin Newsom's going to the French Laundry and the mayor of Austin is traveling to Mexico. after. You, he's know,
1: like, you know what that dinner was about? Just sorry to interrupt briefly. The, somebody's the, the, 50th the birthday, dinner, right?
0: French laundry. Somebody's birthday party.
1: Right? Uh, either. OK, that could be or the night after one of those was a thousand percent Hollywood lobbyists.
0: I just feel like at a certain point, and it's getting to a boiling point where people are like, no, this is my right, and they're, they're going to take this to court. And I don't think, I mean, assuming the Constitution exists, which that'll be put to the test, I don't think any of this stuff will hold up. I don't think it's constitutional to have a year-long emergency unilaterally declared when, yeah, it's a its a virus and people are dying. But it, it seems like there's a couple things that can happen. If it's like the movie Contagion where people are like just dropping dead in the street and it's like every third person's dead or super sick, you're not going to have to tell people not to go to restaurants. If like, literally you're looking at corpses in the street and people who are you know, 30 years old coughing up blood in the street and dropping dead and tons of your friends and tons of athletes and celebrities are all dead and some would say, you know, the government's saying you can't go to your favorite restaurant right now. That's not even relevant. Of course you wouldn't go to your restaurant. You'd be like up in the mountains somewhere, in a cabin. (laughs) You wouldn't be going to a restaurant. I think you should social distance now. You think that would be necessary if if that were the pandemic? Of course not. You'd be distancing and like by force distancing, like setting up barbed wire around your property so that nobody ever came in. That's the weird thing is that the fact that they have to order you to do it even shows that like yeah, I'm not saying it's not serious. It's not some kind of a, a thing happening with people dying, but I'm just saying like, this is, this is the justification for saying literally the bill of rights does not exist. It is invalid. They're just saying, this is, this is, you you may not believe it. You may not agree. And I'm actually behaving, but let's say someone who doesn't behave or doesn't really believe it. And you're saying to them, you may not agree. You may not be worried about this. You don't see evidence of it in your personal life. It doesn't mean it's not real, but you don't see it in your personal life. And so you're exercising your rights. And we're saying, no, your rights don't exist because of this thing. that you can't even see. You, you read stats about it. You, you see TV segments about it, clips on the web, testimonials. But in your life, you don't see it, really. You see evidence. You see people getting sick. You see people saying, oh, that sucked. And yet, you're supposed to give up your, you know, not just, okay, it's not just, hey, I'm voluntarily going to do this because let's bend the curve, let's flatten the curve. But no, you just no longer have the right to do the things you used to do. And and not only that, but you have to people know they've lost their business, their livelihood. And they're giving a pittance to replace that and funding corporations and military spending and all this other stuff. And I don't know, man. I don't know how much longer the dam is going to hold that that Gavin Newsom is going to have a job how much longer that's going to happen you know ted bell was like oh you know or somebody was like got to recall him or have an election recall him recall no just ignore like he doesn't exist like the police and the people that he is in charge of just don't listen to him like they just the, he, it's just become irrelevant like what he says is not it's not taken legitimately it's just some guy talking we don't care it feels like it's headed that way to some extent. And I think Garcetti
1: was, uh, looks like he's going to still stay in LA when many hoped there that he was going to move over to Biden's cabinet. Um, yeah, it's bad, but I don't know what, what, it, what else I could add to that. It's a it
0: crisis. It's a crisis government. of authority. It's a crisis of legitimacy. Yeah, it really is. You, there, there, you also is had it? me, th- sorry, go ahead.
1: Go ahead. You just had me thinking of the people falling, uh, if, how different it'd be. Do you remember, I don't know if you saw it or not, but, when this first started, there was footage released from China of citizens falling uh, falling down. So, right. Obviously, it was later revealed as just staged. I mean, everything's just so weird about all this.
0: Right. And, you know, I, I sent you an article. I don't know if you saw it, but this woman who's like a... Oh, yeah, I was going to get that. Yes, PhD I just reading that before. I, yeah, investigator, yeah. you know, she knows what she's doing, and she takes it seriously, COVID. She's taking precautions and all that. She said that when a BBC crew went into China yes. to investigate the origins of the virus, they, like, blocked them. They, they had all these vehicles broken down on the road to get to the lab. They wouldn't let them inspect the lab where it originated. And they were saying, no, this is obviously a natural cause. Don't be ridiculous. It's not did not come out of the lab. And yet they would not. They were doing all these things to let this to prevent this BBC crew from even seeing it. And they're like, we welcome an investigation. We welcome all that. But they literally did not let it happen while they were saying that. You're talking about... Invalidating people's actual rights over this, not making suggestions, not urging best practices. And when do they give them back, right? We're still taking off our shoes in the airport. We're still, I think the politicians are getting awfully used to saying when you can go out and when you, when you can't. I think we're in a different place now, and it's just going to be a matter of how long people are going to just be like, yeah, this is okay with me but I think we're definitely in a different place now. Um
1: the BBC story was fascinating because they they really kind of painted it like no they're they you know they did it they didn't give much evidence to the the lab theory. But at the same time it was extremely weird the lengths at which they were taken to disrupt them from looking at it with all these fake broken down vehicles and and all the locals telling them the shadiness
0: that was just really really weird. So who knows what to make of any of it. Yeah, I mean sort of the simplest explanation is there must be something at the lab they didn't want those journalists to see quite clearly and 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 had it just been obviously a virus that emerged naturally i i would think and and she kept saying this in the article of course we want this cleared up you know we don't like this rumor this is a horrible rumor going around that it was somehow from our lab and we want this cleared up but you know, talk is cheap. I mean, their behavior was as though they really did not want them inspecting that lab. And maybe, maybe some other, she got
1: chastised for saying that too. That's like she, that someone apparently contacted them and said, she does not represent her thoughts, don't represent ours or whatever. So she even got in trouble for saying that. It's like
0: the uh, Epstein suicide. There's no need to insert your own conspiracy there. You don't have to posit exactly who killed him. To say that Hillary Clinton ordered the hit, that is conspiracy. To say that he didn't kill himself, to me, is (laughs) self-evident. To say that they they don't want people to find out something about the origins of this virus seems self-evident. They would know, we would know, it's been a long time, they blocked the access. To say exactly how it happened or what happened is a conspiracy. I think people need to distinguish between yeah. positing the specific well, reason, like as though you know, right? Oh, well, there is sex trafficking going on, and Epstein was doing this and blackmailing people with it, and a lot of people are caught up in it, and we never found out because he was murdered or moved somewhere, or who knows, right? I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that. But we, but to posit that it's Oprah and it's Tom Hanks, I mean anything in the world is possible. It's metaphysically possible. But to, to state that as though that's plausible is to engage in conspiracy theories. And I think, but I think what a lot of...
1: Which kind of kind of hurts anyone who brings it up then in, in general, then in turn.
0: Right. Epstein didn't kill himself. I feel very positive of that based on the evidence that I've seen. You know, there's always a small chance it is what it is. I feel confident that there's something fishy about how this started. And I don't know what it is, but that this is not the usual thing when a, a flu strain comes, at, you know, around or whatever, and I, I think that what the mainstream does a lot, and I've seen this a lot, they, they talk about QAnon, they joke about it, and there's a whole cartoon about how how do you talk to your friends who are into conspiracy theories, and there's a whole video about how when you just have to post about you know the the sex trafficking with Oprah or something like that, and it's like making this big joke, but someone else quote tweeted that and said how you talk to your friends who believe the government believe that oh, good, my guy won. Things will be better now. It's like, how do you talk to those people? Like, How, how do you address the credulity that they have? And, and so they want to make it like everybody who doesn't agree with the government is oh, Oprah's sex trafficking again. They, they, they think like if you don't agree with the government, that's where you're going. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think it's, that's just such a straw. It's like the biggest straw man ever. It's, it's like, no, the people don't trust the government because it's not trustworthy. You know, there was no weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Epstein didn't kill himself. The financial crisis was a basically a theft of, of poor and middle-class people to the rich. These things are not being reported on. They're not really being told to the public. There's, you know, Snowden did not go to Russia to give things to Putin. They, they say that Snowden's revelations got people killed. Totally false, no evidence for that whatsoever. And, and so, like, you know, people who... Or not even like, you don't even be woke. You just have to be not totally idiotic to realize that the official story is false. And, and yet they want to only address the people who are deep down the QAnon rabbit hole.
1: Yep. No, I totally, totally makes sense dude. well said it's, I don't know what to say about the what where it goes from here. I mean, it's just now it's
0: yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, it's got to exfiltrate yourself. Basically get out, figure out ways to pull your, energy, attention, money out, pull it out of the system. You know, like I've muted every single blue check journalist from these organizations because I'm withdrawing my energy from what they're saying. I'm withdrawing to the extent you buy any Bitcoin, you're withdrawing your money from the existing system and putting it into the new one. And who knows, right? I mean, I, I, I believe in it, but I'm not, I can't vouch for every aspect of everything. I I think the in terms of first principles, it seems very sound and wholesome, but again, like we're we're all a little bit in the dark, but you withdraw your, your attention from it and then build something of your own. You know, it's sort of like when you are friends with somebody, you start realizing it's kind of a a toxic sociopath and you're like, "Eh." you just start to pull your attention away, right? You don't try to change them or fix them. You just sort of all right, okay, I, I see what's kind of going on here. This dynamic is getting a little bad. I'm going to direct this somewhere else.
1: Speaking of Bitcoin, you wrote a, a, a nice column on it this week, and everyone
0: should point the listeners to it. Yeah, I didn't really put it on Twitter, but did did it make perfect sense to you, what I was saying?
1: I think so, yes, yes.
0: Well, I guess not perfect, yes.
1: I think I got it, yeah, yeah. I think.
0: I mean, the, the idea is basically that, you know, when you when you store, if if you were to have uh, get your Bitcoin off an exchange and have it in in cold storage, you would have key a key code, basically, yeah. right? Like a yeah. key code
1: is basically what you. I mean, it's a kind of an ingenious idea. I haven't even heard anyone really right. think of it. I'm sure it's out there though, but maybe not.
0: I know. and I keep asking all the like OGs, like, "Hey, what do you think of this?" And they won't give me a response. They're like blowing me off. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because <laughs> they they're just too busy with other stuff. But and I'm not ag- aggressively doing it because. You know, I don't want to like, sure. put myself out there that much, but but basically the idea is, you know, you have a 24 word seed that is your generates your private key, and your private key is basically your that's the goods, that's your ability to spend your Bitcoin. And so, when you have a, a wallet that's that has the information that allows you to spend your Bitcoin, you want to know the actual 24 words that can be used to generate it, the private key, because if your wallet breaks or is lost. Uh, You want to be able to buy a new one and put the key in and obviously not be S-O-L uh, because once it's lost, it's gone forever. So the problem is that, you know, there's there's two problems. One is that 24 words is kind of a lot to uh, remember. Uh, And secondly, that if you have these 24-word lists lying around, uh, someone could find it and just plug that into their own device and send it to themselves and you're shit out of luck. So my idea was instead of having these 24-word lists lying around, You basically, there's something else you can do. It's called a passphrase. Right. So
1: to be clear, just to be clear, they could, so they could put that in is when they have that, the the 24 words, they could put that in any, any device.
0: Right. It's a bearer instrument in a way. Right. But it's not like physical bearer instrument. It's a knowledge instrument. So like, if you know your private key, it's your money. If you don't know your private key, it's not your money. Bitcoin, the entire amount of it, which is like $500 billion now is all hidden in plain sight. It's all out there for anybody to take if they want. You just have to know the private key. Well, good luck guessing someone's private key. It's 2 to the 256th, which I think is like 10 to the 77th, which is like the number of subatomic particles in the universe or atoms in the universe. Or, I mean, it's it's, you know, it's like where's a random hydrogen atom in the universe? You know, that that's how likely you are to, to guess it. So, uh there's no computers that can do it. <laughs> there's no there's nothing they can they can figure out your private key. So, but 24 words is enough is enough to generate a private key. And it's that astronomically, you know, permutation wise, it's, it's that big. And, but the problem is when you write down your 24 words, those words are the knowledge that allows people to spend the money, right? And the giant spreadsheet in the sky kind of gives you your, Oh, there it is right there. And so this is, and you could put that in any of the cold storage available wallets. And yes, yes. You might need like, there's something about some, some kind of path that might be needed to Der- derivation paths, but whatever if you have it, you're good like you, you're, you're, you're safe. If you have it and, and it hasn't been compromised, you have your money. you can access your money okay but if, but you don't want to lose it or you know it gets water spilled on it and the ink bleeds or it gets in a fire or flood, whatever. I mean there's a billion ways that thing can be lost, and your little uh, hardware wallet can be destroyed or just malfunction it's an electronic device like your you know iPhone or whatever less complicated but it's still a device. So the idea I had is there's something else you can do which is you know it, it's encouraged but you can have a passphrase. So you have your 24 words but then in most of the wallets you can add a 25th word which you better friggin remember and write down. And that means that even if someone found your 24 words the the 25th word creates a totally new private key. It like changes it completely. So if you didn't know the 25th word or forgot it those funds are lost forever you create a 25th word, but that 25th word and which I've read should be five word. you know, should be like five words long, like to really be effective. Even if somebody found your, that's how, you know, even a supercomputer couldn't break it with a five word one, but you make those five words have every letter in the alphabet. And so if you have every letter in the alphabet in those five words or seven words, however many you need to get every letter in the alphabet, and you memorize the seven words, then you could write down a numeric code, all your 24 words composed of those words. Cause you have every single letter. So if the first, you know, if your first word were cat, and your and your five word C was A B C D E F G H I J K H M L O P Q R S T U V whatever W X Y Z, then word one would be you'd have one point three would be first word third letter C, and then 1.1, first word first letter A, and then word four second letter T. So you just have this these numbers, and you would be able, if you just remembered your seven word phrase to derive your entire twenty four word key and then you 'd also obviously have the phrase for the twenty fifth word and you could leave these numbers lying around, and nobody would know what the hell they were, or you could have them in, the, in your you know baseball projection spreadsheet, and like who this needle in a haystack like there's a bunch of numbers everywhere on your computer, nobody could find it, and if they did find it they didn 't know the the key code, they wouldn't be able to de- decode them easily. Right? Like, what does this come from? What words are these even referring to? And it wouldn't be 1.3. It could be square roots and cube roots or whatever. You could do any equation you want to translate, as long as you remember it, to translate the, uh, the numeric code back into your, into your seed based on the 25th word, which also has added security. I don't know if that's a little too complicated to follow in a podcast, but that was the idea.
1: It's a clever way that for you to basically code. So it's a safety measure in which you're not as worried about your, your, your words getting found by yes. someone.
0: And you, you also guard against, right. And because you're not as worried about them getting found, you guard against them being lost to yourself by putting them in many more places. I mean, that's right. the key, right?
1: Because like, Cause yeah, yeah. Cause isn't like a self error is half the problem with all this stuff. Yeah. Right? The
0: trade off. Yes. It's, yes it's, there's a trade off. But I
1: do like your, um, your idea though. But
0: yeah, yeah. it's kind of cool, right? It's just, it's just like homespun,
1: yeah, no, no, no. It was illuminating when I read it. I was like, "Oh, that makes total sense." I'm yeah. surprised I haven't heard that before.
0: Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> you know, what was your thing with the uh, text you sent me? Sorry, we got to get back. to Yeah, so no problem. I um, I've had a couple
1: crazy things happen since I moved into this house, bought this house a couple of years ago. Uh, first, you know, I had to detain the felon across the street for right. me, and now a neighbor across the street had his house burned down uh, last week. It was pretty wild to wake up at five six o'clock in the morning. And uh, that picture probably didn't even do it justice. But there were four fire trucks on the street, and um, horrible. Yeah, a house uh, across the street, and then the neighbor went over, burned completely down in my my neighborhood this last week. And it was pretty pretty wild in the in the night to see the the, the flames just just everywhere.
0: But that's it. You didn't know him. He wasn't like. Uh... He wasn't like in charge of the voting machine review in the county that you were in or something like that No, no conspiracy no,
1: yeah 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 no conspiracy, I don't believe uh, but um, yeah no I, I uh, not friends or anything with him, but I just just know him as a neighbor and right. um, pretty pretty shitty um, yeah, yeah it's horrible have that yeah, and, yeah sure. pretty yeah, it sucks man. So anyway, <laughs> that was crazy. I want to send you a picture of that just to do it I mean that was pretty wild looking right Yeah, it's pretty close to your house too it's <laughs> very close to my house, so I don't know what that's going to do for the old uh, property value. and What's going to happen next? But um, yeah, that, clearly that house is going to have to um, be rebuilt. So I dealt with that this past week, and um, I, I'm sure you're as excited as I am for the Warriors to tip off the NBA tonight against Kevin Durant.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I, I was talking uh, NBA with Nick Whalen today on the XM show. I listened actually. Yeah, I listened, and, to and it. I was you know I'm, I miss it. You know, I love the NBA. NBA is great. Fantasy NBA is great. You know, I want to get some Doncic. Uh, You know, Anthony Davis, who went on on the all-time team, my all-time team on XM that we did was Dre, Nick, me, and Jeff, and I I still think mine was the best, but there was mixed reviews. They liked my team, but I had uh, Anthony Davis in, like, the fifth round as, like, one of my scrubs, you know, on the all-time squad, so... Yeah,
1: he's like I, I, top 3 PER, he's like top 3 PER or
0: something all time. He's a, I just drafted him today in the main
1: event. So, let's let's do this. Yeah, well, Nick,
0: well Nick said he would take him first overall cuz he's now shooting threes in the preseason
1: nice i like to hear it in hardens you know looking a little chubby so he's uh he's, yeah. he went first but, still eddie you know, lacy yeah. eddie lacy of the mba yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah rick ross was trending on twitter when his picture went up uh with James Harden. but I, I got a i got anthony davis uh, number two so i'm with you there but yeah i know that you're not into hoops i was obviously just just joking but i've done I've more drafts than than recently and even my home league had more more people people are people are kind of into the season but it's weird you know starting at a different time than, yeah. than usual it's And better with the fantasy playoffs in football right now yeah but but it's, it's better than
0: middle that because most people have been eliminated from their football season so it's better now and I, I like uh, I'm kind of jealous but I, every time I started to do NBA the last five years I'd like half-ass it and then like get behind and then just punt <laughs> you know it's just, I couldn't the problem with fantasy and I'll say one last thing and we can get into some other stuff there's one other thing I want to mention just remind me but is that it's become too much work I back in the day the amount of information and had to be good at like Figuring out who the next breakout guy was. So, was just kind of like getting a little ahead of everybody and just being aggressive and watching games and, and reading up on stuff. It was just kind of fun. But now, even baseball, especially, but basketball, even football a little bit. Football is the least of, the, of this. There's just like, it's such a real commitment to digging into everything. And I feel like I want to create a product or something where it's just automated. Like, you know, think about this, right? And I, I get into this with people all the time. They argue about it, but I don't think it's an argument. In, when you draft on any commission service, Yahoo or NFFC or whatever, the ADPs are preloaded or the Yahoo rankings are preloaded so that your list starts with the top guy. Everybody's looking at the same list, which more or less for the first hundred pick, there's some difference of opinion, but there's the top hundred guys. So we don't all have to create a list from scratch, make our own cheat sheet. It's all there for us. I don't know why for free agents, that's not the same thing that we don't have like a default, like somebody at Yahoo or one guy in the industry just sets the order of the free agent display for every commission service, one dude, and we all see the guys listed in, in the order. And of course, just like the, you know, the preseason ADP, we can disagree with it, but it's just there so that we're not all doing the same work and that there's a, a feature on every site where you say auto pick and it just basically randomizes bids based on your needs and comes up with it. And then you can always yeah. edit it, but you could just, you could just say auto. So I'm on vacation. I'm busy. And you know, it, it's not going to be your perfect thing, but it's going to be ballpark. You're going to get a couple players. You know, I, I just think like the fact that like everybody, it's just such, and, and when it's season long, which is the most fun version, in my opinion, of fantasy, it's like you're, you're stuck in it for the whole year. And it's just too much, man. It's just too much of a commitment to do right, to do it right. And, and now doing it right is involving more and more digging. You're in the NFBC and you're in contention in these leagues, 15-team league, and you're not paying attention to September call-ups and at-bats and innings pitched and who might get the closing job for a week. You're dead. And these guys are fanatics. And yet, really, I want to spend hours and hours digging through this stuff, we're, we're losing the thread. It's becoming too professional. It's becoming too, it's becoming too much of a getting a PhD in like some subset, some subsection of biochemistry or something.
1: You wouldn't even need that person to do the ranking either. I know that like a roster percentage doesn't work because the player was obviously, right. you know, their value of changed. But here's what I do. A little cheat code is uh, in the Yahoo leagues at least. Um, you go to next week's projections powered by Rotowire. And that, that would be very simple just like that and have you – if you could come up with an automation to go by that. But that's the best way of looking at who's you know, available is looking at next – Okay, yeah, what?
0: But the problem is that like, there's a prospect that's getting called up maybe next week, maybe two weeks from now. Oh, guard that year. Tougher. Yeah. Baseball. Uh, you know, yeah, fo- football football, football is head, pretty yeah. easy. I mean, that's a good cheat for football. That's good. Yeah. But like, you know, for yeah, baseball, baseball, like, baseball, totally different. Yeah. Like, and even looking
1: matchups in baseball. No, I hear you. Exactly let's say, different. let's say
0: I were 25 years old and I was hungry for a job in the fantasy industry. Yeah. I would love to have the job of combing the free agents in such depth and organizing the top hundred, in every sport, every week. And so the top 100, which is probably as deep as you need to go, would be completely from minor leaguers to, and we have these articles on Rotowire, like who to pick up and how much, but it's, a lot of these guys are owned, a lot of these guys are not owned, and we have a feature that you can put in your team and you can see like who's, but like it's just be built in the commission itself. So literally, you go to free agents and it's there on your team. And again, yeah. that would be step okay. one. Step two is put in bids and do the whole thing for me in drops. So the, And then you can just look at it and then edit, you know, oh, I don't really want to drop him. I'll get rid of this list. So it's already done for you, and you just tweak it, right? And step three is auto-do it for me completely. I'm waiting for the weekend. I need to do something, but I can't do it. And put in some preferences, and it's no guarantee. It does the best you can. It's hard software to program, obviously. It's a complex task. But if you had it like that where the software was good, you want to play this game. But it's it's becoming like, you know, in the NF. BC, it's like the teams when I have contention, I like kill myself to go through this stuff. But I don't, it's not fun for me. I I don't know. It's just too much. It's too much. I don't give a shit Uh, about like, it's not like I love like finding the next, you know, Fernando Tatis Jr. or whatever. That's great. That's fun. And you get Juan Soto when he comes up. That's amazing. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a guy who's got two starts against crappy teams. Who's likely getting called up. Yeah. And he yeah, dominated yeah. his last start in AAA. a, his overall stats aren't that good, but he, he found something with his pitch mix. I'm talking about like, you're not looking for, you know, I remember you won. Was it you who won the friends of family? League? Cause like Henderson Alvarez had a no hitter on the last day of the season or yeah, that last day of the season. Yeah, it's, it's like, crazy pitch. it's stuff like that, but you, you did it. You had to do it. it. It paid off to me. That's not like the fun of it. The fun of it, is why you got into fantasy sports, which is, ah, oh, this receiver is going to be the best in the league. You know, you and I get in these arguments, we make these bets. I think you lost mm-hmm. like all of our bets, but we have to double check that. Well but yeah, I mean, you know, that's why you got into it. It's like making arguments about players and who's going to be the next great player. It's not like this extremely tedious, like at bat and inning management and you know save chance management stuff that we're doing. That. We're losing the threat man and and not it's not just for us it's going to lose the threat of the public. It's just going to be very it's like being a derivatives trader or something it's like you know it's not like that's not for the general public
1: I have zero pushback here. It's my least favorite part of fantasy. I'm horrible at it is is the managing and the pickups. Um, I, I, imagine me, I'm tenfold compared to you because I do far too many leagues and I inevitably give 75 to 80% of my attention to the, to the leagues. And that, and now these days, as you're saying, everyone's on it, especially the NFFC or whatever. So like, yeah, that problem that, you know, the margins is what the difference. And, and, and I become sloppy because yeah, it's just so tedious and I love to do the leagues and I love the drafts and I just become overwhelmed too. And baseball, man, that is just a whole nother. I dread it.
0: Thing. I dread a Sunday night. I'm, you know, at least here, like it's at midnight so I can do it when everyone's asleep. But like, I don't want to spend two, three hours doing this shit. You know, it's not, it's not how I want to spend my time. And a lot of people are like, oh yeah, you guys just, you know, you don't want to put in the work, but it's, I don't want it to be a hustle contest. I want to be who can hustle the most. That's not, that's not why I got into fantasy sports. Oh, so I can hustle, grind. I don't want to do that bullshit. I want insight. I want to be like, yeah. you know what? I watched that guy play and I saw something in that guy. I'm going to pick up Jalen Hurts. That guy looked damn good. I'm going to pick him up. I was up. just
1: going to say I'm ex- especially annoyed right now because I had him, Hurts, uh, stored, and I thought all Superflex leagues I was in, but apparently not Team Huevos, where I lost to Andy Barrons this week because of Hurts, who, who went against me and oh. put up 190 points. I put up 162 points, Ouch. would have beat any other two people in the playoffs. But lost to Barons and hurts. Steph, Losing to Barons hurts. hurts. It did hurts. Yeah, it really did. Uh-huh. Jalen hurts.
0: But Jalen, Jalen, was... the truth hurts. I, I know someone else has probably said that, but that should be his nickname. <laughs> no doubt. How good does he look? He's awesome. He looks like Deshaun Watson to me. But that's what fantasy is about: is being like, oh, that Jalen hurts too. Like Wentz is pretty bad. Like they're gonna have to. They might make a switch. I'm gonna pick him up. You know, look at his college numbers. He runs. He's gonna be good. That's yep. what fantasy is about: scoring on that. It's not about. The tedium. It's just not about that. And I I, I love sports, but like it's it's getting to the point where it's like, give me the software that just does the shit for me, and let me make the big decisions, the big calls, you know, the the important stuff. Yeah, well, luckily,
1: fantasy hoops is a distant third there at least. you don't have to deal with it as much. But yes, like oh, fantasy people, hoops is hard though.
0: Like, playing time, so games played during the week. I mean, fantasy hoops is all about. Oh, this guy's got two games. This guy's got five. You know, I just
1: oh, if you want to do, the, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right about max. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's all. So we'll that's sure. all. You know, whatever. There's no getting around that completely. But I just think like. Just as we made drafting a hell of a lot easier. I'm pretty awesome. sure there are
1: people that farm out that job. I know you have uh, in the past, whatever, just like be the waiver well, Schuler does it. Schuler does it for me. He's pretty good. But, but NFC it, people I think are like, really good at. It, I need to find – yeah, dude, I, well, I would – dude, I'm – you're till, to seriously preaching the choir here. I, I could not agree with you more. It's this just –
0: and, and, but it's not, you know, okay, oh, these guys are whining, whatever. No, it's not that. It's that you're not going to grow the industry. Fantasy baseball is the best fantasy sport. And I think basketball, like, fantasy football is great, but is fucking random as hell. I mean, it's always everything, but like oh, fantasy nah, football, it's just like, you get fucked like so many different ways. Baseball, there's injuries and, and bad luck, but like it's, it's way more skill. And you know, if you want to grow fantasy baseball for the great thing that it is, like you gotta, you gotta, everybody says, I love fantasy baseball, but I don't have the time anymore. Everybody graduates from that thing. When they get a family, they move on. And it's only the hardest core people that really do real fantasy baseball. Because even at a a casual level, they'll eat your lunch if you don't really pay very close attention.
1: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And just to—I won't go bore everyone with our fantasy team, but I brought up on XM to point out how random football is. Our league of leagues team, which we were able to do because it's three different sports, we had five players in the top twenty ADP before the season on our roster and didn't even make the playoffs. I mean, it's just, it's just right. crazy. I mean, well, like a, a legitimate, a 14 team league, we had five players on our roster that were going in the top 20 picks before the season. And we didn't even
0: sniff the playoffs. I, we I had, mean, it's just, well, we had Barkley and guys like that. Did you see, did you see, I did the uh, team. I wish I would drafted on East coast offense. Yeah. League?
1: Yeah. Okay, so I didn't get to, I, I heard you talking about it on the XM show, but no, I mean all the, the, the different timing. I haven't got to read East coast offense yet today, but yeah, that's always a fun exercise for sure.
0: Yeah, I would have drafted Kelsey at 1-1 and then yes. mocked the uh, McCaffrey and Barkley bet, uh, drafters and bet them. Check that out. And then the other thing I wanted to mention is, did you see the uh, conversation, the exchange on Twitter between uh, Michael Saylor and Elon Musk? No. I ha- Okay, no. I ha-
1: I've read a little bit about it, but, but elaborate. Yes, I know
0: what you're talking about, and it- you have the floor. Go. So, yeah, I, those guys are in my feed, right? So I follow both of them. And Elon Musk tweets this crazy picture of this super attractive it's like a cartoon the super attractive woman yeah. like in you know, like a bent over position and then a monk guy he's like got his robe on and he's like praying saying and, and the and what elon musk uh, captions it is he says when you're just trying to live a normal life and there's bitcoin it's it's drawing him in and then michael saylor responds to that and says you could do your shareholders a hundred billion dollar favor if you just put your treasury in Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, and, then, and Musk responded, no wait, you wait, 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 no, wait, 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 okay. wait, so He
0: says, you can do your, you can do your shareholders a $100 billion favor by putting your treasury in Bitcoin. And then when everyone else in the S&P 500 follows suit, it'll turn into a trillion dollar favor. And Elon Musk says, can you do transactions that large? And Michael Saylor says, he says, are such large transactions even possible? And Michael talk, Saylor says, tonight. yes, talk to me offline. He says, I've done it for a billion dollars with MicroStrategy. And he said, uh, talk to me offline from one rocket scientist to another, because that's Michael Saylor's, you know, what he's trained in is being like an aerospace right. MIT scientist. So, OK, that's what I saw. Was there anything past that? Well, know? we don't know. They're taking it offline. Okay. But I, I, they I did take it
1: offline. OK, yes. OK, okay uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I
0: screenshotted it. and I wrote, if you're betting against Bitcoin, this is definitely a conversation you don't want to see <laughs> because right, right, Michael right. Saylor is the most effective communicator. That I've ever Oh, he's
1: amazing. Yeah, oh for sure. Yeah. He, he, he got will, people fired up the other day saying he was buying a thousand dollars a second.
0: <laughs> people went nuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he's he's a great hoarder. If do, if you want to remain in the system, do not watch a Michael Saylor video. Do not. Do not watch a Michael Saylor video because he will radicalize you. He will he will turn you into a zealot. Good, compliant, credulous citizen that you are, do not watch a Michael Saylor video. It is like I, the guy is incredibly effective. I really hope they did have that conversation. Yeah, we'll see. But I mean, the fact that uh, it's just, you know, cuz that I'm that's game cool, over. Sure. That's game over. That I'm and, glad you brought that up. I thought about that. And I'm going to float something else. I know we I said we we're going to do this short but now it's going long. But I'm going to float something else that Think about Apple. Of money well, well, all, all of them, all of these. So, so, so I'm the <laughs> I mean, Apple- just waiting for Apple personally. That's what I'm just
1: waiting for. They just have all this just sitting there. I just don't understand. I'm waiting any day for Apple.
0: Yeah. I hope they're not watching Michael Saylor videos because that'll be the end of that. But the point is when the avalanche happens, then it's like a black hole. It sucks in all the value of gold. It sucks in all the... You know, we talked about this. real estate is only, I don't know what the percentage of real estate values are store value, but when people have four or five houses, they can't live in them. They're not doing it for real estate. They're doing it to collect rent. They're doing it. Some people are running a business, like they're good at like developers and flipping houses and becoming landlords. But other people are like, I don't know where else to put the money, so I'm just going to buy more property because it holds some value. And I don't, I don't know where to invest my money, so I'll just buy Apple stock because it holds value. But as soon as they're like, oh, here's a place to store this energy, to put this in a battery so I can retrieve it later. It's like a, I don't know if I talked about this last week, but like it's like putting it in a, it's like a Tesla battery, and you're like, here's the energy, I got it from the sunlight, now I'm going to put it in this battery, and it's going to store, and when I need the energy when there's no sun, I'll be able to power my house from the battery. Well, that's what savings is. It's like I've got this money that I can't spend right now because I don't want to spend all my money right now on. Lamborghinis and fancy suits. I just have enough to live on. I've got some extra that I've worked for and I want to put it somewhere and I don't want it to be a lot less. I want this energy to deplete like the battery to lose half of its charge while I'm waiting. I want it to have as much as I store almost all of it. So when I need it for later, I'll have it. That's all, you know, storing your money is supposed to be. But instead you've got to run a business, a real estate business. I've got to collect rent. I've got to trim trees. I've got to fix plumbing. I've got to Interview tenants. Now I'm running a business. I'm just trying to store my money. I don't want to run a business. I don't want to run a whole business. Second, oh now I've got to buy stocks. I gotta sell Apple. I gotta buy this stock. I gotta buy index fund. Oh, it's going too high. I gotta buy bonds. I'm not a trader, I don't want to be a professional Wall Street trader. That's not my job. I I don't like that. I, I'm too stressed. I don't want to deal with it. So now I've got to be a professional trader or run a real estate you know business or whatever. All I'm trying to do is say, hey, I've got a little money that I don't want to spend right now. I wanna be able to retrieve it, you know all of it later when I have something to spend it on or something valuable comes along that, that that's worth it to me. That's all you're trying to do. And when people realize this is what that is because of the fixed supply, then all the people that are storing money in real estate, being entrepreneurs against their will or investing in Apple in the stock market or index funds, which they have zero love for, but they're like, I have to, what can I do with this money? That's going to go back. It's like the savings account back in the day. It's actual real savings. And when that happens, or gold. Or, or gold, but, but you know, this is gold, but actually transferable, and you don't have to verify it and weigh it and you know guard it in the same way. It's, it's you know gold two basically is what it is, and and gold inflates because there's more gold that's discovered, and Michael Saylor explains that every year. It's not much, but it, it does. Uh, there is an inflation of the gold supply. So once people figure this out, which they're starting to figure out really fast all at once, then. You know, what's going to happen to all, if the store value component of gold goes, it's going to be jewelry, it's going to get crushed. If the store value of real estate goes, it's going to drop, you know, not in dollars, because those are infinitely printable, but in gold or Bitcoin, it's going to drop. What's the, you know, the stock market is going to drop, because that's where they're putting it, because you can't buy bonds, because they are negative or zero-yielding or barely-yielding anything. And so then I was thinking, okay, well, Michael Seller goes and borrows $600 600 and buys Bitcoin with it. And if if people start borrowing to buy and buying with their paychecks and buying with every extra thing they have, then, you know, the the government, the U.S. is going to have to defend the dollar, right? So how does the U.S. defend the dollar? Well, you have to pay taxes in dollars. There's some states you can actually pay in Bitcoin, by the way. But the federal government, you have to pay the IRS in dollars and you have to pay certain bills in dollars. So... If dollars are freely printed, people are gonna keep borrowing, buying Bitcoin and selling a little Bitcoin as it goes up to pay their bills. But what they're gonna have to do is make it expensive to borrow dollars. So if you borrow dollars to buy Bitcoin, they're gonna have a 10% interest rate, 20%. They're gonna have to raise interest rates, right? To prevent people from attacking the dollar. It's the only way to to do it. If the dollar is at 0% or negative, you can borrow infinite dollars, buy Bitcoin and destroy the currency. Because Bitcoin's gonna go up in dollars if the dollar's cheap. So the only way to defend the dollar is to raise rates. Well, what happens if they raise rates? They just raised them a little bit in 2018, and the market just completely crashed. The, the market's only where it is because the rates are zero and negative, because they're so low. If they raise rates to 4%, the market would crash. But the problem is that if you don't raise rates, people are going to borrow with these rates and inflate assets, and when they realize that Bitcoin is the asset, it's going to suck all the value out of other assets and the dollar, and they're going to borrow to buy it, and it's going to be... So this is a real crazy thing and you know this might be in 5 years or 10 years but what if it's happening now? I mean what if Elon Musk puts in, you know, 10 billion dollars or if Apple puts in 40 like what, what if it happens fast? You know I mean really fast. You're going to like be forced to borrow to get the Bitcoin. Borrow while the thing is still has value. You borrow the dollar while it's still where you still people will take take it for Bitcoin. They'll they'll take dollars for it before the crash. Anyway, some crazy shit, but this is, this is not necessarily going to wait around until the next happening or whatever. If these guys get going big, again, it's not financial advice. Maybe I'm off my rocker. Maybe I have no <laughs> idea what I'm talking about, but you understand what I'm saying. Does this make sense?
1: Oh, yeah. It used to, yeah. It
0: used, what you're saying is it used to be a
1: risk to own Bitcoin, but now it's a risk if you don't own Bitcoin is essentially what you're saying. Also, the, the KYC stuff, uh, ramifications, it seems to me like could, could have been worse is what the, the kind of the scuttlebutt is on that.
0: Yeah, I saw another thing where Mnuchin's rule, like everybody's like that. Nah, nobody likes him. Nobody agreed with that. It was like he's got to be yeah. with it. And that guy, by the way, Mnuchin, I think he had like a hundred million dollars stored illegally and or not, didn't report it in like some tax haven somewhere. Of course, and his bank was one of the mortgage fraud banks, One West. And Kamala Harris, of all people, had him dead to rights. Her people said prosecute. I mean, you know, the same prosecutor that put all these black people in jail for smoking weed, poor people for weed, and threatened to jail them for. Truancy for missing school, yeah, and then yeah. her office recommended they prosecute uh, Mnuchin, and then she declined. She let him off the hook. So <laughs> I did not know that. Right? No. Yeah, no. You Google uh, Kamala Harris and, and Mnuchin. That's as not a it's not a pretty story. So this guy, who's like a criminal, basically, and was busted for like not reporting vast amounts of funds, uh, illegal, is, is the guy cracking down on criminality. Uh, and of course, this is also coming, you know, with this, the hack of, of Ledger and the hack of the U.S. government with the solar I was going to
1: say, although, yeah. we give us,
0: ch- give us your information, you know, we, we, we got this, you know. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, you're, you're really good with our information. So not only are the regulations not that bad, but there's going to be still pushback and apparently behind the scenes, a lot of people in the government more than you think are actually kind of friendly with, you know, the technologists uh, in Bitcoin uh, and they're not looking to destroy right. it. And they didn't okay. really agree with what Mnuchin was doing. Look, he's not even going to be the guy in 20 days. Good
1: riddance. Yeah. I need a word for that. I forget the word. I can't remember anything these days, but the, uh, when you try to slip something through last minute.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a, a type of bill that's 15 days instead of the standard yeah. 90 days, but there's some pretty big, uh, players like pushing back against this and obviously it's the banks and whoever else and maybe people who are worried about the scenario where they lose a lot of sway because bitcoin's taken over or trying to make it harder but even if they this did pass i don't think it would really be a a major blow but anyway how how did we do last week like one and four or something bad
1: Oh, I'm not even, oh boy, I'm not, I'm not sure, honestly. Uh, yeah, I'm going to
0: look this I, shit. I'm praying I Yeah, <laughs> I know, know it's bad. I know we're out. We're really out. There's nothing left for us. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Where did we go? Packers, we Broncos. Okay, Titans, we won. One and four. We won one and four. We're dead. Oh, man. yeah. Brutal. Yeah. All right, but I made a good call. Titans over Jaguars at the last minute. Otherwise, we'd have been 0-5. Okay. <sighs> good call. Okay, ready? Vikings plus seven at Saints. I like the Saints. What about you?
1: Yeah, I took the Saints.
0: Buccaneers minus eight and a half at Lions. Uh, that's a lot of points. Took the Lions. Me too. We're going to lose everything because we're both agreeing It's so fucking square what we're doing. 49ers at Cardinals uh, plus four and a half. Who do you take?
1: I took the Cardinals here. Uh, I've been bad on them down. I've been wrong on my Niners more often than not this year, but I think it's they're done. They're toast. Better starting. Cardinals are playing well. Yeah, the
0: Cardinals defense. I, it's one of, I would use this, actually. Sure. Okay, let's use it. I like the Cardinals, too. Uh, Dolphins at Raiders. Who do you got? Uh, Sorry, minus, uh, minus two and a half at Raiders.
1: Dolphins, I usually fade the Raiders. Um, but, oh, Mariota, it could be interesting. Mariota's um, good. What are they? Like, Belichick hadn't lost a rookie quarterback since 2013. He dominates them 7-21, and and Tua got it done, that defense. But, um, whatever, this should be a, a close game. But I, I took the Dolphins.
0: I have it exactly two and a half. So I think I'll probably yeah. take the dolphins, but maybe I'll take the Raiders. I'll take the Raiders, uh, Panthers at football team. It's Panthers plus two and a half at football team.
1: Uh, took football team. What's going on with the quarterback position there? But man, that defense is, is the real deal. So I took, took WFT.
0: Have some respect for Haskins. Uh, Dwayne Haskins. As- I, def- yeah. I upgraded Haskins a lot after that. Uh, yeah. real man, real man always goes to the strip club during COVID. Uh, but I'm taking, uh, I'm taking the Panthers uh, Colts minus two and a half at Steelers.
1: Uh, I mean, I actually do want to write off the Steelers. They look so bad. They're not going to win a playoff game, but just out of
0: principle, you got to go pit here. That's what I'm doing too. It's probably the square side because that's what all squares think, right? They're, the Sharps are probably like, oh, the, they're done. The Colts are good, but I agree. I'm taking the Steelers. Falcons yeah. plus 10 and a half at Chiefs. What did I do on this? Oh,
1: I laid the wood here. Um, man, it's so weird. Atlanta blowing so many leads, but Chiefs
0: are so good. So I, I, I took them. I took the Falcons. Chiefs take the foot of yeah, the gas. A lot of points. Yeah, yeah. Bears minus seven and a half of Jacks. Took the points here.
1: I mean, I don't really like Jacksonville as a favorite by more than seven. Sorry, Chicago. Obviously, their defense is legit, but I, I took the points. Me too. Bengals plus nine at Texans. Uh, again, too many points for a yep. team of the Texans defense. to uh, Give me sense. Although you
0: know, love them coming off some big upset win or whatever. Yeah, in the like short Monday week. night, yeah, they're big rival yeah. too. It's like a horrible yeah. setup. That narrative shit like screws you off. I'm like, ah, Pittsburgh's going to smash, and they got killed. Yeah. You know, nine is way more than I, I would have done. But it's probably one of those Vegas lines that don't make any sense, and then you're like, oh, that's why. Yeah. Okay, Giants plus eleven and a half at Ravens.
1: Um. Oh, I took the Ravens in this one, but I don't
0: feel strongly. I'd take the Giants just because I'm over. Of course Browns. you did. You've got to keep this trip. you got to keep it up. We're already week 16. You're not yeah. going to stop now. No. Browns minus nine and a half at Jets.
1: Okay, so first of all, how the, the curb episode is now just
0: so timely with, uh, with the, with about the Jets blowing yes, yes. Trevor Lawrence and everything. They also uh, lost out on the number one overall pick.
1: Yes. What, what do you mean? Yes, I know. I said that, yes. I said, but losing Trevor Lawrence, you know, the Jets. Okay, the, the li-
0: listen. Let's just listen back to what you said and then what I oh, said. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. I, think <laughs> I think you'll see the joke when you listen back to it.
1: Okay. okay. Right. Anyway, I took the I took the Cleveland Browns here. They're a good bully team, you know. They just think their defense and run game. Um, Jets coming off that miraculous win, so I actually did lay the points here. I took the
0: Jets. I'm, I'm a sucker. All right, Broncos. And I may have changed my mind and in the book, but. I don't want it. I probably won't Broncos uh, plus three at chargers.
1: Oh, I made mean, this my best bet, but I think I saw it at three and a half when I, when I mentally, or when I wrote these down, I haven't sent in the stat picks yet, but um, I like the Broncos here. I mean, I to I take the chargers. Come on now. I mean, the coaching as a favorite, come on. I'm not take, I just do not like the
0: chargers as a favorite. I think all. the Broncos too, a nice buy low. They're equal teams, three a lot in this environment. And there's no home field for the chargers. Yeah. Eagles at Cowboys. Uh, my, sorry. Eagles minus one and a half at Cowboys.
1: Oh, Eagles for sure here. And I would use them. I mean, what, what's yeah.
0: the deal here? Hertz yeah. is really good. And the Cowboys suck. I don't understand. I'm with you. Same thing. I made it three and a half Rams plus two at Seahawks. Um, ooh,
1: this is a tough one. Again, kind of out of principle, I took the Seahawks, but the Rams are coming off a, a horrible game too. So I, Russell Wilson has been so, so, so not keeping up the MVP pace to, to say the least, but I took the Seahawks. I like the Rams.
0: I, I think that just, nah, just throw it in the garbage yeah. and forget about it. Uh, okay. Titans plus three and a half at Packers.
1: I took the points, but I could see Green Bay, you know, really laying it on after that second half. But the, re- the thing I keep coming back to is I, I don't know without Devo- with just Devontae Adams, I kind of see that offense could have problems in certain situations and, and Titans offense is so good.
0: So I, I would take it, if It's more than three. I like the Titans. Yeah. I like the Titans too. I think they'll win that game. Uh, the great offense is bad oh, uh, defenses on both sides. Yep. And then Bills minus seven at Pats.
1: Oh, um, Bills, man. And I would use it, too. Why even get cubed here? They're so much better than this Pats team. Way better. I wow. mean, this, he'd have to just rely on turnovers and Belichick or something. I mean, Josh Allen. I mean, the, the, this spread is just like a respect thing or something.
0: I don't know, man. I, I, I know the Bills want to... St- it's not going to be an overlook game because it's the Patriots and it's in Gillette Stadium and they're going to want to stick it to the Patriots who've stuck Jim to them for 20- five touchdown passes in 13 games. Yeah, but he's got like 11 touchdown runs. And I, I would also say that so they're going to want to stick it to them and they look great. But A, the Steelers' win looks less impressive in light of the Steelers' loss to the Bengals. Bills looked awfully good against the Niners, but the and, Niners... And the Niners. Yeah, the Niners. But the, you know, the game uh, this past week... Who do they play? Oh, Denver, they killed, and that was pretty impressive, but Denver's nothing. I think this is not – they're not going to give it up easy, the Patriots. I don't think they're going to give it up easy. I like the Patriots.
1: I told us, yeah, I fought for Denver last week, and it was just watching them, man. I know the box score may not show it, but that Bills team passes on every first and 10 in neutral situations. I mean, they can run it when they get the lead, but I, I, I know they're just – they're playing smart. They're coached so well, and
0: Josh Allen is just by far the most improved player in sports. Yeah, no, was, the Bills look great. I mean, it's it's really. I thought they'd have a letdown against Denver. They absolutely did not. So, and Josh Allen looks like Patrick Mahomes. That's the only. That's no. the comp. Like the comp for Jalen Hurts is Deshaun Watson, but the comp for Josh Allen is Pat Mahomes. That's how sick he is right now.
1: Yeah, no, he is. Yeah, I was worried about him getting. Oh, he's going to be injured because he's going to run a lot. That dude, He's the the linebackers are the ones getting up injured in yeah. collisions. It's big yeah. too. So yeah, I would use the Bills, but I hear what you're saying.
0: All right, so we're going to use the Cardinals. Right? Yep. Cardinals, Broncos, and Eagles. Cardinals, Broncos, Eagles. And then I'll fight for the Rams. And if you want the Bills, you can. Who cares? I mean, let's do that. Pick whoever you want. Pick all five. (laughs) There's zero at stake. I really don't care. All right. Cool. All right. Yep. And we're not even doing an XM segment, right? Exactly. This is it. I'm I'm out. So, all right, man. Short one. Hour and 20 minutes.
1: Yeah, very, very short. Um, Andrew Wiggins is winning the MVP this year. That concludes the Real Manwood uh, NBA season preview. And uh, good times, Liz. Good All stuff, right. man. Take it easy, man. All right. Later.